This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovis Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things ag bioscience, the people, the products, innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Rapid identification of pathogens in food and water hold the potential to save lives. That reality, coupled with a tragedy in the childhood of today's guest, has fueled the development of an entirely new technology that's putting the power of a pathogen lab in hands around the world. This is an amazing story. Welcome, Dr. Catherine Clayton, CEO and co-founder of OmniV. Catherine, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I am elated to spend time with you and dig into this innovation that you're bringing to the market, really transforming food safety for people around the globe. Before we dig into the tech, we have to learn more about you, your connection to Purdue University, and your journey to being a startup CEO. Tell us more, Catherine. Yeah, absolutely. So I am originally from San Francisco. It's it's my hometown. And when I was growing up here, I was seven years old and I had watched as my uncle Don had died from full-blown AIDS. And at that age, it, it was the first time I had seen anybody pass. It was the first time I really understood what disease was. And so I said, one day when I grow up, I'm going to cure the world of all disease totally normal path for any seven-year-old, right? Totally normal career path. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, and so really over the years, even though I knew that may not be a possibility as I got older, I became really passionate about the medical world and about disease and about finding different ways to proactively go about stopping disease from happening. And so I did my bachelor's and master's in biomedical engineering down at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So I did my undergrad in state. And when I was there, I had a professor, Dr. David Clegg, come to me and say, you're, you're really passionate about this. I had just done a study abroad trip in Thailand and was learning about how to make engineering more appropriate, how to bring medical care to anyone. And he said, you know, I'm working on this, this project about disease diagnostics and making disease diagnostics that are more user-friendly that anybody could have in the home. Do you want to work on this for your master's thesis? And I said, okay, sounds pretty cool. And after a couple of months, I was hooked. I was in love with this. And I was finishing my master's and looking at what there was in industry at the time. And I said, you know, there's there's nothing quite like this in industry. Let, let me keep going. And I was at a conference as a master's student presenting my work. And I met a professor at this conference, Dr. Steve Worley, who was a professor at Purdue University. And he said, you know, this looks really interesting. You should apply to Purdue. Maybe you could do something in my lab. And I said, okay. You know, I, I didn't know too much about Purdue at the time. And so I took the leap. I applied to Purdue. I applied to mechanical engineering just so I could work with this professor. So completely outside of biomedical engineering. And next thing I know, I'm visiting the campus and I say, okay, this is, this is where I'm ready to do my, my PhD for the next few years. So moved from California to Indiana endured my very first winter, uh, and then many more after that. And really, I started to work on a lot of different cool things in the lab. And I started to develop something that could be used, once again, for diagnostics. And my PhD was finishing, and I started to do pitch competitions. I, I started to see, you know, were, were my ideas interesting for, for disease diagnostics? So I did all these campus pitch competitions. And it it ended up to be really exciting. And I started to get really good feedback. And I started to see this could be a reality. So 
In 2017, I started Omniviz with my co-founders who are professors at Purdue University. So Dr. Tamara Kinzer-Ursum, Dr. Stephen Worley, and Dr. Jacqueline Linnis, who are across biomedical and mechanical engineering. And then after I, I finished and <clears throat> I did my postdoc, I decided to do a bunch of accelerators all around the U.S. I lived in Washington, D.C. I got to live in New York City. And awesome. then, yeah, and then I, I was ready to come back to the Bay Area. So that, that's a little bit about our, our origin story and kind of how it's, it's gone through the last few years. The journey is one that is, it's really interesting. I think the piece that sticks with me, Catherine, is the power of people. I mean, r regardless of Omniviz and all the stuff we're going to dig into, you mentioned three or four folks who took a bet on you and you took a bet on them. And I think there's so much of a story there and an inspiration for folks who are listening. It just takes one, right? It just takes one person to say, hey, Catherine, I believe in you. Or, hey, Catherine, you should take a look at this. I, I think it's fascinating. We, we've talked more about that origin story. I want to hear, you know, th this problem you're solving really has application to food, has application to water. You really looked at the catastrophic effects of cholera, if I remember correctly. If you could give us an idea of the problem that you're solving with this really user-focused design of a pathogen lab. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So really, like you said, it relates to infectious disease across many different levels. But a lot of ways to detect infectious diseases like cholera in water or like foodborne pathogens that are found in the environment, uh, these are multi-day processes. You get a sample, you send it to a lab, and these highly trained personnel who are amazing are using different machines to, to culture bacteria, to isolate bacteria, to enrich it, to perform polymerase chain reaction. And so you don't get the results for three days. And you can kind of think about this like a Heisenberg effect. Three days later, your environment can vastly change. That sample that you took three days ago, it, it may not be relevant anymore. And so we said, okay, something can be done about this. As long as you're not breaking too many of Newton's laws of physics, you can, you can solve this. Uh, and so we said, how do you, how do you make diagnostics? How do you make detection more applicable? How do you make it more feasible? How do you make it faster? But not only that, how do you make it usable? Because anybody should be able to do detection. I shouldn't need months or years of education in order to do some of these diagnostics. I, I've had those years of education. So uh, I, we really were, were bringing that back. And I think with COVID-19, that was a huge eye-opening moment for everyone around the world. Wait a second. All of a sudden, we have these at-home tests that we can take swabs and we can get results right in 20 minutes at our own, our own home. So why can't we do that with water? Why can't we do that with food? And we did start the company before COVID-19, but it, it was the same idea. And I think COVID-19 just kind of really showed that we were onto something. Your, your product, iSpyDX, I, I don't know that I've ever said this about a pathogen detection device. <laughs> Catherine, it's beautiful. I mean, two pounds, results in under 40 minutes. Help folks who haven't seen the product, get, describe their product, what it does, and how it detects pathogens. Yeah, and and I have I have one right here. I'm always kind oh, of I carrying love it. it with me. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so to talk about the product, it's truly handheld. It does weigh under two pounds. Uh, and really, 
the entire purpose of it is anyone can use it. Uh, you can be trained on this in less than 40 minutes very easily. Uh, and what you're supposed to do is you take this device and you take a single-use disposable test kit that holds your, your sample that you want to test for a certain pathogen in. You put it inside the test kit. It sits inside the hardware. And the hardware puts you through a series of instructions every single time. So you don't have to sit there and you don't have to memorize what's going on or, or read along, you know, instruction manual. It tells you each step, you know, uh, put it in this slot, uh, press the button to go forward. It heats the sample, press the, the next button. Okay. It's going to take an image now. Okay. Here's the result. Here's all the data. And all of this can happen entirely offline. So this hardware you can bring anywhere in the world and you don't have to worry about having connectivity. But what's cool is when you do have connectivity, it offloads to a cloud dashboard. And that dashboard's showing the where, the when that this has been detected. And so now you can monitor your risk for a particular pathogen. So let's say I'm in a food safe or I'm in a food manufacturing facility and I want to know where in the environment in my, my food facility I'm having the most risk. Maybe, you know, it's on this particular belt. Maybe it's at the, the loading dock. Where is that? And so now you can kind of see the frequency of where this is happening. And you can now have a way to mitigate your risk really, really quickly, as opposed to waiting for when this happens and then maybe having operational downtime, which is so costly. You mentioned COVID-19 earlier in the global pandemic. We saw that spread, the spread that you just mentioned in food, we saw in viruses in people. And we saw it go from one continent to another continent. Are you seeing that with your device where you can see, you know, from point of origin, the point of spread, the point of distribution? Have you seen that in, in the market? Uh, not quite yet. I think we need a lot more data sets in order to be able to do that. The reason why COVID it was so effective is so many people were working together on this from all across the world. They're doing all the maps. Um, and I think it was something that was affecting everyone and they, they saw it more tangibly. Whereas food safety, it also affects everyone in the industry. It's just that you know, me sitting at home, I might not be thinking about it as actively as I was when it was COVID. And I was just stuck at home for week after week after week. Yeah. Right. So. Sure. It, more points in the process, right? More, more points. points in the process with, with COVID. Help us understand what those points in the process look like for you today. Who's buying the product and, and where are you seeing strength in the market? Yeah, absolutely. So originally we did a lot of work in cholera and uh, it was exciting because we had a lot of organizations coming to us, a lot of aid organizations, a lot of governments worldwide are also sure. really interested in the work we were doing. Uh, but then, you know, COVID I think was really eye-opening to say, how can we bring this back stateside again? Because accessing my customers all the way across the world, they're incredible, but it's also really difficult. So if this were to happen again, I also need to know I'm, I'm helping somebody here back home. Uh, and so we've really been recently pivoting into food safety. And where we're really seeing our earliest place of adoption is in uh, food processing and food manufacturing, because a lot of these organizations are already doing testing. So everyone feel super safe and comfortable. These food manufacturers and processors are, are bending over backwards to make sure you're safe. So that's that's really great. Uh, but I think that that's where we're really seeing our, our stronghold. Um, we are pre-revenue right now uh, for our food safety work. However, we are looking for strategic partners right now in that industry to be able to work with us because we want to make sure our test is exactly what they want. <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest things about innovation, right? Is start with a problem, 
identify a solution and work with a customer to iterate, to get it to where it should be. And Catherine, your story is, is just a great one. You started with a single product, iSpyDX, and it's evolved over time. Do you ever envision OmniViz having more than one product in the portfolio? Oh, heck yeah. I am an engineer by training. I'm always <laughs> thinking about how to develop another product, whether it works with our current system or it's a new one. Um, but we already have some things in the pipeline right now that We'll definitely work alongside our device. Um, we also, we love those test kits that we make because we can change out the chemistry to do different types of diseases for different types of markets. Uh, we are always looking at how we can detect multiple diseases at once and without, you know, giving out too much to the public domain. Absolutely love to build products, love engineering, always thinking about it. <laughs> Oh, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. Now, as you think about those new products and building a portfolio, last question, what is your North Star, right? You shared a very personal story about how you came into this place early on in childhood. What's the North Star today? What will guide you as you continue to innovate and you continue to build out the OmniViz platform? Yeah, you know, I think it's really important to always have a, a purpose behind what you do. It might not necessarily always be directly related, but entrepreneurship is hard. And without having that, that guiding North Star it can be really easy to lose your way or to want to give up. And so that's something that's really important to me. And my my big purpose or my North Star is knowing I somehow saved a life. If I can go one day and realize that I have saved a life, if not multiple lives, that that's my life's mission is to know that I am somehow helping lives by alleviating diseases and seeing that I can somehow stop them in their tracks proactively. So I think that that's always something I wake up every day to say, how can I be working towards saving a life? And so right now it's food. I, I am a Californian at heart. I'm from the salad bowl of America. Food is naturally around me all the time. Ag is around me all the time. Food is a baseline. Uh, that is a huge way to, to go with my North Star, knowing I can can help lives is knowing that I can save people through making sure that that food is safe. And work with these amazing people in the industry that feel the exact same way. I love it. We, we often say the oh, this is the only economy, the food economy, the ag bioscience economy, the only economy in the world that touches every person on this planet, every person on this planet. And the work that you're doing, Catherine, to make that safe from your seven-year-old dream, your seven-year-old commitment to yourself that hey, I'm going to do this, I have goosebumps. I mean, it. They, to see what you're doing today is just, it's just incredible. She's Dr. Catherine Clayton. She's the CEO and co-founder of OmniViz. Catherine, just a delight. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was really fun. And thank you for tuning into Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovasindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovus team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovus Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovusindiana.com.